0: Hello and welcome to the twentieth edition of the Carriers Edge Podcast. The dodecimal? No, I can't say it. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you said it though, and now I have dodecahedron in my head.
1: These are the things we discussed before we start recording. Right
0: before, and therefore it's in my head now. What yeah. is the twentieth?
1: I think it is the do-decennial. decennial. Although that might be just years, 20 years.
0: It feels like 20 years.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We've we've... been
0: together 20 years. Plus. Yeah. So that's why it feels like a really long time. Well,
1: we haven't been podcasting the whole time, but.
0: (laughs) In our heads we have.
1: And we're off to another fine start. (laughs) You want to have a take too? I'm all right. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. So, hello everybody. Welcome to the Carrier's Edge podcast. Yes. Was what Jane was supposed to say at the beginning.
0: What did I say?
1: You went off on your tangent.
0: Oh well, you can delete that then.
1: Edit that to. out. Okay.
0: No. All right.
1: It's like on the late night talk shows when they always say, "Oh, we're going to delete that out," and they never do.
0: Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. That's the most interesting. Because
1: then they have to fill those five minutes with something else.
0: So this podcast is really just all about the things that go on in our heads and pretty much the same conversations that we have when we're not podcasting as when we are.
1: Mm-hmm. Some more organized and coherent than others.
0: Well, mostly this is the organized version, the more co- coherent and organized version, because otherwise it's just a series of my half-finished sentences and you trying to get back on track.
1: That or, or... sounds like the podcast. <laughs>
0: Or drifting off into the distance and thinking about your drums.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I can see my drum recording room from where I'm sitting. And you know, as I'm looking at it, and if you're off on one of your tangents and it's not super interesting for me, I will start wandering off and thinking about uh, all the upgrades that I want to do and enhancements to the room or things I need to do to maintain my gear and stuff like that. As so.
0: long as you're not audibly making noises to go along with that as you have sometimes do yeah that's if you, okay if you're you with a, tapping in the background, no, i'm like with your mouth sometimes you do it yeah there you go that is just so everyone knows it is one of the more annoying things about living with a drummer
1: what that's not one of the most attractive parts of living with a drummer <laughs> Magazines no. have done me wrong,
0: and the the incessant when you're driving that you when you have the signal on you'd start oh, yeah. just doing a rhythm to every the signal. drummer
1: does that. That's a metronome. <laughs> you have to start. You're gonna do something alongside with that turn signal. Yeah,
0: you have a very different brain than I do. That is true. Okay, so what are we talking about?
1: Oh, the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Well, we've had a lot of actual work stuff going on. I not know, notwithstanding all of my drum needs. <laughs> We've had lots of work stuff going on in the last little while, so I think we got lots of stuff to recap and some exciting things up on the horizon as well. So mm-hmm. we, uh, I think we can go back a little bit and recap our adventure at the Truckload Carriers uh, Convention mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. We can give an update on your travels with the Great West Leadership Symposium. Mm-hmm. We can talk about some product stuff that's happening. Yeah, we've got big excitement next week with Truck World in Toronto. Oh, I'm tired just thinking about it. I know. <laughs> so let's go back and talk about uh, the experience of the TCA convention uh, a couple of weeks ago, where we presented our top 20 best fleets on stage, mm-hmm. uh, unveiled the two overall winners, and generally had a four day blur that was done before I even realized I was there.
0: Yeah, it was really fast this year. It was, well, it's because I'd been traveling a lot with the with Great West Casualties symposium as well. So going to Orlando, was, it feels like it was a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a, like a week and a half. Two weeks ago. Yeah, but it was, um, so we had a couple of things happen. We did a session. One of the conference we sessions, did a breakout um, session, yeah, yeah, on the uh, basically on the best fleets and the things that we've noticed. Do you remember the five things that we noticed that we were that were, we talked about? We had five points, and one of them was that things were becoming less siloed. So companies, yeah, that were... was the
1: first one. And so when we do these breakout sessions in the past, we've kind of talked about very specific trends uh, that were shared across a few fleets, and then we would do some mini profiles of. I don't know, maybe two, three, anywhere up to five or six different winning fleets to show how they're putting some of those things into practice. But this year, being the 10th anniversary of the Best Fleets program, we wanted to do something a little bit different. And it's getting hard to do profiles because we've profiled some of these fleets many times. And while it may be new for the audience or you know somewhat fresh, it's hard for us to deliver that same um, energy when we've profiled this fleet six different times already and when you start chopping out these ones that have been done multiple times it it, it becomes there's a lot of issues that come up around choosing the profile and what you're going to say about them and there's also certain things that fleets don't really want you publicizing all that much so what we thought we would do this year to break it up a little bit and do something different is just um also recognizing that we only had an hour And by the time you go through the mechanics of how the program works, so everybody understands how you identify these winners, you really end up with about maybe 55 minutes that you can talk about stuff. So what we decided to do is have uh, five main takeaways, five things that um, came up this year that sort of consolidated uh, some of the profiles and some of the trends into a larger category of information.
0: The other the other part of that is is that a lot of the companies are doing the same kinds of That's things. That's the thing.
1: So if you profile one fleet and there's five other ones doing the same thing, it's not really that fair. Yeah. So we wanted to do that. And of course, everybody loves a BuzzFeed style list of five things that happened this year. You'll never believe number three. <laughs> so... We decided we, to, we decided to do some clickbait but um, the problem with it being true clickbait or what prevented it from being true clickbait is that we actually only decided this like a week and a half before we uh, went to the convention they already had the uh, uh, the programs put together with a different description so we had to sort of fit within that description and provide our five key takeaways and the first one, was your point about silos, people becoming less silos. So the, the, the walls between different parts of the company were being broken down. Um, so that was one of them. I talked about um, compensation maturing. That was one of them.
0: Yeah, that was last.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, so. the other thing I talked about was, um, crap, now I just lost it. Oh, equilibrium which is something that I found very interesting, the life cycle of a trend and how fleets are uh, coming up with ideas and then how those ideas spread out amongst the community of best fleets participants and everybody gets really busy, active, uh, doing these things for a little bit and then it settles down and kind of everybody's doing it and we stop scoring it because there's nothing new to talk about. So I shared that and why it's actually useful for people to know about that and be aware of it because... Um, talking about how you have, it's important to know what people are doing so that, you know, because you may think you're doing something that's really groundbreaking, but if everybody else is doing it, it's not so groundbreaking anymore. But also if there is sort of an equilibrium point reached in some of these things, then there's an opportunity to sort of take off, to take it to the next level and leap ahead. So there's some competitive advantage in understanding that stuff. Um, So I talked about that, talked about compensation. You also talked about, Now I can't even remember. Uh, You talked about getting out of the comfort zone.
0: Yes. And I think that that's what a lot of... I talk about that in my Great West Life Symposium. Sorry, Great West Casualty Symposium speech. Um, Because it's really important, especially now, that people not only start trying new things before they're accepted by the entire industry, and also try to address the fear and anxiety that comes with those changes. So the fear and anxiety is on the part of the drivers, but the rest of the staff too, as well as the ownership.
1: Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, and then the,
0: I had one more thing. The one I just other thing was
1: about the on-road experience.
0: Right, because we really have, like at first when we started the program, we really talked a lot about what terminal facilities were and what people were doing in terms of, gyms and wellness programs and and that sort of thing but we started looking at what people are doing in the trucks because when you're in the like that's where the drivers spend most of their time so there's a lot of really cool things that people are doing in terms of um, what the drivers experience and their level of comfort and the kinds of things that are happening there so, that was, uh even though you know we only talked about five things there's an awful lot of
1: well, things your to the road thing was also not just about um not just about things that are happening in the cab but what are they doing oh, and amenities outside,
0: and things like that
1: outside of the terminal what are they doing for the shipper experience and sort of a little bit of operational efficiency and things like that as well because all of that really affects people on the road
0: and what i what has been really taking off is that is um Grand Island expresses uh, little app where you rate the load, oh, you yeah. rate the experience of the shipper. That's starting to come up more and more is that people or the drivers are being given the opportunity to mm-hmm. pro- to provide feedback and that's really uh really important.
1: Yeah, with more and more fleets building their own apps it makes a lot of sense to build something like that in there where they can just sort of rate this load or provide feedback on it mm-hmm. in a timely way, you know, immediately after leaving or immediately after they're done, they can provide some feedback on that and uh, that gives the company something that they can work with as well. So that's yeah, a great idea.
0: I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, it's good
1: to see it. So that was a good session. Um, are we doing anything else with that content or with that session? It was recorded and I know they'll have those recordings available. And
0: uh, I don't think we probably should.
1: Yeah. I we think we that, should see t- if ta- a-
0: talk to our PR firm and see if we can get that into an article.
1: Yes. Yeah, they can do that. But I was thinking about other speeches. A few people have asked me if we're doing tour type stuff or if we're doing a webinar or any more of those kind of presentations. And
0: We could do a webinar.
1: Yeah, we could certainly do that content as a webinar. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to be doing a longer session out in Winnipeg in May. So I don't know if it makes sense to do it around that time or somewhere else, but uh, we can certainly look at doing that because that, uh, that was good content and some of it has already been published. It was funny to see uh, Sonia from Truck News sitting right there in the front row, basically like typing like mad. And then later that afternoon, the story was already published on Truck I News. Know. She's got the fastest fingers in Florida. Uh,
0: and when we did the award presentation, she was able to uh, transcribe the speeches of the winners. Know. So they didn't even know what they were going to be saying. I I know that Garth probably has a pretty good idea of what he was going to say when he accepted it for Bison, but I know that uh, Rick had little, little time to prepare because he yeah, was he busy trying to figure it. out whether they had, that I had actually said the name of his company or not. Yeah,
1: so that was the winner of the Small Fleet uh, Overall Award. Yeah. We presented all of those on Monday at a luncheon, which in general was fantastic. I love the idea of doing a luncheon and having that award as part of it. Yes. And uh, the large fleet winner was Bison Transport for the third consecutive time.
0: And well-deserved. They are, you know, moving the industry forward, using the ideas that they get from other fleets. They change, every, change things up every year. So... And they are really a good place to work.
1: And in the small fleet category, Central Oregon Truck Company, Mm -hmm. uh, also a great company.
0: First time overall winner, but they've been in the program for five years. Yeah,
1: five times in the top 20 and very surprised. So uh, yeah, Rick was the representative there and he was kind of looking around on stage when he heard the central part of their name, like, is there another central company on here? It can't be me. Yeah. Uh, And he was a little bit shocked, so... Uh, It was good to see them win. Uh, They have a lot of fantastic things that they do.
0: Very driver-centric.
1: So it was nice to see them finally kind of break it out of the top 20 into the overall award winners tier there. Um, Nice company, uh, good things that they're doing. But it was pretty funny to see that uh, Rick was kind of doing the speech. He obviously hadn't really thought that he was going to win, which is great. That's exactly what we want. We don't (laughs) want people who... Are kind of expecting and have the speech in their pocket there all ready to go uh, but it was funny to see sonia from truck news basically transcribing the speeches and posting them uh the same day as the uh as the awards were out that so.
0: was within the next hour or oh, half yeah. hour it was really <laughs> fast
1: yeah and and that's always been well i guess in the past five years or so that's become an increasing problem for these events where they have official photographers that are there shooting pictures and want to clean them up and tweak them before they release the official photos of the event. But before they do that, all of these people that are there with their iPhones uh, in the front row, that just take the pictures and they post those and more and more of those are high quality pictures. So mm-hmm. those end up being the photos that um, are distributed throughout everything because they appear on one news article and then it gets shared. Somebody else uses that same picture for something else. So it's becoming a real trick to get good quality official photos up fast.
0: Well, I've gotten a whole bunch of them from the TCA, so I will probably be posting those, mm-hmm. uh, just all the other shots. they shoot, I mean, they post on the TCA Flickr page. You can see a lot of the best fleets or mm-hmm. all of the, the conventions pictures, but it's not all of them. So I like to get the other ones and just kind of grab... Um, some of the ones that look good. The one thing I do like is the picture in the like backstage. I oh, always yeah. like the backstage pictures. Yeah. And we had a, we had an awesome...
1: Well, it was different this year. So that was really cool. Um, and
0: the backdrop. I really like that.
1: Yeah. So two things. One is that uh, in the past couple of years, we've noticed some of the top 20 like taking their own pictures backstage before they go on and get presented. So we started doing that this year. Jane took a bunch of pictures of them backstage and they ended up really nice because they're sort of candid shots of everybody kind of hanging out together, more informal before going out on stage with all of the lights and the pomp and circumstance. But uh, that was really nice to see people kind of hanging around. But we also did a uh, branded backdrop this year, which was kind of an idea that came from a few different things. I think it was your idea uh, because last year the driver of the year finalists, um, uh, Randall Riley did a backdrop for them.
0: Right. And so
1: everybody could do photos in front of that at the uh, reception before the big award banquet.
0: And I was thinking, hey, we need one of those.
1: Well, we also see that some of the winners hang around afterwards and kind of take pictures with their staff and with their certificates and the or their plaques and the trophies and things, because they only have one person up on stage, but there's usually a handful of people there. So we thought if they're going to be taking group photos then let's get them a proper backdrop to do it. So we did it uh, this year. We got a backdrop printed and had it there backstage before the event and then at the end. And I, I felt kind of weird about that because we didn't have it out there for the whole time because there was another session, a general session that happened after our award. And I didn't want to have our backdrop sort of there um, in the main room taking away from that session. So I kind of brought it out just at the last couple minutes of the general session. Um And I was thinking, oh, I hope hope this works. I hope people actually use it rather than everybody just leaves and the backdrop gets ignored. Fortunately, it worked out. People used it. Uh, There was a lineup of people wanting to get pictures in front of the backdrop, some with us, some with their uh, other staffers. And that was really nice. So I think that was a great idea. It was good to see that. I know the uh, overall... Uh, award winner presentation was live streamed. And that was cool to see mm-hmm. that on Facebook. A lot of people watch that.
0: It's on our Facebook page. It's on the TCA Facebook page. And if you watch it, you can see my epic blunder.
1: The Jane's inability to...
0: Say small carrier category, hey. which I can totally say. I have been able to say it before and since. But at the time, in that moment...
1: It was quite the entertainment was, for everybody in the room.
0: It was not necessarily And then flowing. she tried to
1: take me down with her.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I did blame Mark. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Mark's over there frowning into his cornflakes, something like that.
1: I was actually standing right at the front of the stage, oh, <laughs> front, and, front and center, <laughs> taking pictures because I wanted to get good shots, good candid shots, but right front and center.
0: I didn't realize. No. I have no idea. You're up there. And because when I am on stage, I never look at people. Very, very rarely do I look at people. I always look sort of directly above their head. So it looks like I'm looking at people, but it's very hard for me to focus on, on faces because it it can be very distracting and you want to concentrate on what it is that you're saying and that kind of thing. So, I mean, I will, I can, you know, if there's a question or if I'm referring to a specific person, I'll sort of look at them. But otherwise, I don't really.
1: Well, when you're up there doing that presentation. Can't really see. Yeah, you've got the big lights in your face, and you've got prompters up as well.
0: Yeah, so there's the four prompters. There's the two monitors at the bottom. No, wait, there's the two things on the side. The The paddles. And then you have a monitor directly ahead. And I think there were two monitors at the base of the stage. So I had the words pretty much anywhere I looked. And it wasn't a problem that I didn't know the words. It was a problem of my brain not being able to say it. But anyway, it's hard It's it's hard to know where one person is. I wouldn't have been able to locate no. you. I may no, not. No, that
1: giant room with all those people yeah. in it, you're not finding one person anyway.
0: And it was the first time that I've ever spoken or I've ever done anything on stage when people are eating. Yeah, I've never done that before. And that is really distracting. All you can hear is clink, 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 clink. It goes on. It's constant. And so you feel like, you know, you want to say, hey, stop eating for a minute and let me talk. Yeah, put your but, forks down. But you're supposed to eat while you're listening. So it's, you know, I guess if I ever did dinner theater, I probably would have known. But it's really distracting. Well,
1: it's also a bit around scheduling and I I think part of it was this is the first time that they did a luncheon like that. So they hadn't really figured out exactly when to do the award. And they kind of did the award during the main course, which was a bit odd. Most of the time you have a course, then you have a presentation, then you have a course, then you do a presentation. Then you're not speaking over people that are are eating. So I think they'll figure that out as time goes on, as they get more comfortable and sort of recap what they want to do in the future. I like the idea of doing a luncheon because you get a lot better attendance and people are paying attention um and it's it's a smaller program there was one there was a panel of people talking about something and our one award so that's nice too because if you're in a session when there's three or four different awards being given out they sometimes get lost in the shuffle yeah. you, you forget which one's which but when you you're the only award on the uh on the agenda it's very nice so that went very well. Yeah, it did It go was very pretty well. entertaining for everybody in the room when Jane was messing up her lines.
0: Well, it's also because I started laughing.
1: Yeah, well, that made it entertaining. That made, it, right? that made yeah. it entertaining. It's like when you go watch, when you're watching a live show and people break character and start laughing or something, you know, the audience starts laughing with them.
0: You don't want to do that every time, though. People no. have said to me, "Oh, you got to find a mistake and you know, have a mistake every time." I'm like, "Yeah, it does not work that way."
1: no, you, you have your to thing be... was good because it was kind of spontaneous. and it it really brought the whole room together because everybody was sort of there with you. and you weren't getting flustered, so you weren't like stressing or nervous about it, which is, what makes it entertaining is what's going to happen. You know, there, there's a comfort level in watching somebody go through that. And then when you actually got it out, it was like the, oh, the whole room almost wanted to cheer <laughs> it's for you. Like, it like,
0: yay, she could talk.
1: <laughs> but it also served as a nice icebreaker for the rest of the yeah, event because it was now very nice. you're not just another person up on stage. You know, some vendor who walks up on stage, reads a prepared script, and then leaves. You're the person who went up there and screwed up their lines and had fun with it, so it's more memorable. So. And
0: everybody remembers the line too. Yeah, they know what was I was say saying. The, they're saying
1: it in their heads. <laughs> All of us were like, small "Smog."
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well. well, I'll do better next year.
1: No, you'll do something different.
0: I, you know, I've done it for what six years now, and that's the first time that it. No, that's your fourth year. Oh, and really? That's the
1: second time that you've had issues. Because oh. a couple of years ago, you couldn't say Central Oregon. You oh, wanted to but say that was <laughs> Central <laughs> but Oregon. But that
0: was in practice, so I didn't. I didn't get a chance to practice this time, and that was a part of it. Yeah. So just because of the weird scheduling and that we hadn't done it before. And it was just, uh, there's a lot of moving parts. Well, they we had the addition of the banner. And then we had mm. everybody sitting in a place that they didn't normally sit. And yeah. Yeah, it was, because
1: it was round tables instead of rows yeah. of chairs. And TCA had some different staffing in there. So um, that um, threw a bit of a, a wrench into the mix as well, that they're doing some things differently. And also there was an exhibit right before it which uh, we were exhibiting there as well. So that made it even busier and tougher to sort of get um, from the exhibit there and get everybody coordinated and uh, get it all running. So it actually went pretty smoothly. And it was a good time. Everybody had fun. The winners are happy. All the top 20 were very happy, which is nice. And then afterwards which was also sort of a first is we did our best fleets reception on the Monday afternoon, which we always do. But this year it was different because it was after the award. And in past years, we've done it on the Monday evening or the Monday late afternoon, and then had um, the award presentation on the Tuesday. So in those years, all of the top 20 would be bugging us trying to get hints as to who the winners are and what's going on. But this year there's no pressure because everybody knew and they can just relax so that was a great session. Uh, I really like those receptions. They go, I do too. They go too quickly, and uh, you know, I, I barely get a chance to talk to all the people that are there. We end up having to divide and conquer. It's the only way we can get to everybody.
0: Yeah, we got to figure out guarding the door because we get a lot of people trying to crash.
1: Yeah, we have Who more crashers. Not. Yeah, or crashing attempts. I think there was uh, only four people that actually crashed at this time. Um, after you left the door. Yeah, But that's the other but thing. But I
0: don't is, want to stand at the door guarding it. No, we, we don't want it. to stand
1: at the door. We need somebody to do that. So we have to bring yeah. somebody to do that.
0: We're going to have to find someone yeah. to volunteer. Whatever the, that's uh, not fun, though. Like, that's not exactly what you want to what you want to be spending your time. Like, the sponsors don't want to do that. Although, Well,
1: Bose used to do that, and they, it was good because they that was a way for them to sort of talk to everybody as they're arriving. And they had enough staffers. They could have one person doing the door, and then a couple of people milling around and mingling inside and that worked pretty well uh, but yeah the, uh, the sponsors were a little bit different this year uh, not as many representatives there so we'll have to figure that out for the future but it was still a good time and uh, I'm always always so entertained by those people that crash that party you know there have been times in the past where people have sort of wandered in where it hasn't really been signed uh, very distinctly that it's a private party and I can see people wandering in there uh, but it's very clear you know, reception, invitation only, private party, and yet still people wander in.
0: Well, what happened with me was I actually, a, a gentleman decided to try and give me a hug and wheedle his way in that way. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> that's like, two things that don't work. Yeah, don't do that. And then someone else got in with somebody else's invitation. So I let him in because well, okay. he had a, an invitation.
1: That's the driver of the year finalist.
0: No, nuts. no, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. Oh, okay. It was a much taller, older gentleman with a beard okay. who kind of snuck in. Well, if they have somebody, an invite,
1: then they have an invite.
0: Yeah, I don't think it I think it may have been.
1: I think he photocopied the invite or something? I
0: don't know. I think someone may have given it to him. I, yeah. You never know. But anyway, yeah, the driver of the year, uh, John, I don't remember his last name.
1: Oh no! Not the driver of the year, the Highway Angel. Angel. No, that's fine. But all the driver and owner operator of the year finalists got invited as well.
0: Oh yeah, and they were. That wasn't a problem because they were, you know, uh, they're th-
1: guests of the event. Yeah, basically.
0: so they can do what they like. And yeah. I think they there was a there was a couple of them there, plus the Highway Angel of mm-hmm. the year.
1: So that was good. Um, a fine, uh, a fine event. Yeah, that went by very quickly.
0: It did. And then we
1: came back and we, it's funny because Tuesday night is there the big banquet and then there's an after party at the chairman's suite. And it wasn't even that late when we got back. I think we were back in our room by midnight. Uh, But the next morning we were just exhausted. And like all day that Wednesday, all we did on the Wednesday was basically have breakfast, then check out and fly home. But we're still exhausted. And we came back and like did hardly anything on the Thursday. And then thankfully it was Easter. And well, we
0: have a lot of things going on at that convention. I mean, we are we generally have a session, we have the best fleets thing where we've got set up, tear down, we've got the party as well. Mm -hmm. So that tends to be, and there's only the two of us, it's not like we have other staff that come with us to help with that. Mm -hmm. Which you know, in future, we may need to start bringing someone just to help with it because it's it's a lot of work. Plus the fact that we do those Best, best Fleets books oh, yeah. pretty close to, like we get them... They're done printing pretty much a couple of days before we go. So we have the books to deal with. We also have, I know, the booth to design. There's a lot of moving parts for us when we go to that convention. It's not like a regular show for us.
1: Yeah, this year was particularly busy because we were doing a breakout session and exhibiting and the award and the reception and all of those. Yeah, I've got about a two-page checklist of things that I have to prep in advance.
0: Plus the fact that I was traveling... Well, three times and we traveled the in week the before. last in the last month before that and yeah mm-hmm. and both of us had been traveling as well so it's 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 a lot we're a small company so it's a lot of things going on and that's I think that's why we were exhausted I mean I feel a lot better now mm-hmm. than I did you know even though I've also traveled uh I was in um not Omaha
1: you were in Indianapolis.
0: Thank once. you. I was in Indianapolis.
1: Hello, Cleveland. Oh, I know. I got where you were.
0: Yeah, it's just they're all becoming a bunch. Like they're all, the problem is is, and I'm not used to it. And that's the other thing. I know a lot of people are used to travel. For me, this is the first time in years that I've traveled. I've never traveled this much in one in in one short amount of time. So I'm starting and, you know, my organizational skills are being pushed to their limits. I'm a very creative person. I'm not that great at organization. <laughs> I'm good at organization in very specific things, like one thing at a time. But the whole amount of organization and moving parts that needs to happen with a lot of travel is I'm just not used to it. So that muscle is not as exercised as it could be. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at the convention I know what things are going to happen when, so. But all of the other travel has been plus the fact that I am so extraordinarily afraid of travel that it's you know there's a lot of brain power just devoted to you know you know what do I do next?
1: Well, you're making big progress on that. You said uh, you did your flights last week with no alcohol and no drugs. I
0: know. Completely. Well, was a sure one. Indianapolis. I've been able to do Indianapolis before with nothing.
1: But on your own. True. None of your crutches.
0: No, I was also, <laughs> I was also surrounded by children, so who were having a great time, <laughs> and you know it's kind of you know part of you is thinking, well, they're all fine, why am I not fine? And it was a mother who was traveling with five kids. Ooh. So the oldest I think was about twelve, and the youngest was about three. They were really good. They were really, really well behaved, but I was sitting in the second row of a what is that little
1: the c r j yeah, one hundred which is thirteen rows
0: yeah, yeah, it's a pretty small plane. It wasn't that full, but right behind me were all of this was this family, and um so I could hear them talking back and forth about the flight and you know what they like and what they don't like, and it it made it a lot easier, but also the flight wasn't very full, which makes it a lot nicer. It's weird. I think it's the first time I've flown to the States when the flight has not been packed.
1: That flight to Indianapolis is often half full. Like I've been on there, I've been on that flight sometimes and there's like, feels like 10 or 12 people on the plane. Oh. And I just, I can't understand how they can keep running it as much as they do. Because I think they do two flights a day, direct flights out of Toronto. And it's really surprising that they're able to keep that up. Well, you the, know like, what traffic.
0: I, well, what I think there's a lot of connect, there's a lot of connecting flights. That's true. There, I think that's what the primary purpose of that those two flights are because on both flights there were people who were connecting. A yeah, lot of sense. connections to international flights. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember where the family was going, but they were getting on a they were getting on a cross Atlantic flight.
1: Oh, okay. So they're flying from Indianapolis to Toronto and then getting an overseas flight from there. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: You never know. Could, I don't know. Hmm. I didn't ask. Could have been just a cheaper flight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So. Although it's rare to see Canadian flights cheaper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you buy them from the States, they might be.
1: True. Yeah, you're paying them in, in U.S. dollars. Yeah. If you have five
0: better. kids, then
1: yeah, you're probably sense.
0: looking for a cheap flight. So. Yeah,
1: it makes sense. So you've got your last one of these this week. I'm leaving tomorrow yeah. for
0: Dallas, well, grapevine,
1: yeah, Dallas basically, yeah, uh, very nice. but I
0: you know every I was gonna say all the places look the same they're all they're all like big halls mm-hmm. and they have exactly the same stage every single time,
1: yeah, so same you decor.
0: same stairs, same sets of tables, so you go in there, and if you are tired or, you know, something else is going on in your brain, you can stand there and go, where the, where am I? <laughs> so I totally understand all of these these uh, large rock bands or, you know, people who are performing who are get, make a mistake about where they are. And I never used to think, I never had that empathy. Before it was always like, how come you don't know where you are? But mm-hmm. it literally and I'm not doing that kind of travel where you're in a different city every night. I'm just going once a week yeah. and I got, you know, sort of like, where the hell am I? And also what state am I in and what states are around it? <laughs> that was, cause I <laughs> was talking about boring. the best, yeah, geography is especially um, Canadian geography. I'm pretty good at, but American geography, I'm not, it's not my strong suit. So, You know, I'm trying to talk about the states that are around Indiana, but I had forgotten that I was in Indiana, so it's difficult to talk about what's around it, and also that there weren't any best fleets from Indiana, so I was talking about Ohio, which is next to it, Mm -hmm. so at least I was close.
1: That was pretty good. But
0: it's a little embarrassing. I do. I am really good at certain things. Other things, not so good. Well, Other things, I have you for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because when I was on the road with the band, I never had those issues about forgetting where we were because we were pretty much always doing one week in each town. And it might have been a six or eight or 10 week tour and you're somewhere different every week, but you're there for a full week. So, and you have that miserable eight hour drive from one to another. So you know exactly where you are and, and where you're going to be next and all that stuff.
0: you also have, it looks different.
1: The the clubs look a little bit different. When I was doing the Best Fleets Roadshow back in the, uh, a few years ago when I used to do a cross Canada tour and I would do like 10 or 12 cities over the span of like six weeks, I would often do two or three cities in a week. And sometimes those looked a lot alike because I would do, I'd fly in in the afternoon, um, then go to the hotel, stay overnight, do the session in the morning for the half day, and then go to the airport and fly to the next city. Mm -hmm. And after, you know, a week or two of those, sometimes you're like, you're exhausted and it's like, where am I, you know, for just for a minute. And then, uh, then you kind of remember
0: Or sometimes you don't.
1: Well, I found when I was doing that, that that was a lot of hotel conference rooms.
0: That, yeah. And they
1: always have the hotel conference rooms that are just with the default setup. They've got the hotel name and the city in it or whatever suburb they're part of. So from that, it gives you a little bit of a clue. But what you're doing, they've done a custom arrangement in the room that's identical in every space. And I hadn't really thought of that until you just mentioned it. But I saw your first one in Knoxville. And then two weeks later in Omaha, the stage set is exactly the Mm -hmm. same, even down to the planters that they have around it, the screens, uh, the way the tables are, the linens on the tables, the lighting, the the positioning of the cameras and all of that kind of stuff. It's all exactly the same. So yeah, you just feel like you're in the same capsule every single time.
0: Which, I mean... It's a problem, you know, the problem is, is that you don't want the audience to feel like you don't know where you are. And that was what made me, I felt a bit bad about that. It was that, oh, great, I'm, you know, I'm kind of dissing my audience because I can't remember, you know, I don't have the decency to remember my location. However, a lot of them did come in from other places. So yeah. it's not like, it's not like it was all Indiana natives who were all, you know, super, uh, proud to be in Indianapolis. It was, I don't know, probably. Well, the other thing is I probably is that offended somebody. You're
1: on mid-morning on the second day. And mm-hmm. on the first night, there's a big dinner and reception, and there's plenty of carousing that happens. Yes. So many of them may have just been waking up.
0: This or, is true. Or just
1: or to becoming conscious uh, during the, your session.
0: The other thing is that the guy who follows me is super inspiring. He's the, uh, he's um, a Marine who... I think he wrote a book, I can't remember, but he has a talk about uh, his experiences and things like that, and he gets them going. Mm. He gets them really excited. He gets standing ovations and things like, he's a great closer for the conference. He's Mm -hmm. the last person, but I'm always thinking, like, I'm just... I can never be as inspiring as this guy. I mean, I'm not a Marine. I'm I'm just talking about, you know, best Fleetsburg, you know, be the best you can be. You're just
1: talking about HR best practices. Kind of, yeah. It's unsexy.
0: I know. Uh, So, but you kind of have to have that. I'm trying not to have that feeling because I know that you have to have... You can't have inspiring, inspiring, inspiring. You have to have some sort of levels. Mm-hmm. You have to have some educational things. You have to have well, you that's know what we bits talked of this about and that. In the last
1: podcast about how you have to have that balance. You have to get people riled up, but then you also have to give them something to do once they're yeah. riled up. And so these guys in programming this leadership symposium have done a nice job of that, mm-hmm. of putting all of those pieces together.
0: But they've been doing this symposium for a long time.
1: Oh yeah. So, Clearly they've got it down to a oh, science yeah. because it's a pretty well-run show, which is nice to see.
0: And it's very much the same every for every yeah. location, which is nice because you don't want to hear that, you know, oh, it was different on this and on this one and it was better here, mm-hmm. it was better there. If you try and give the same experience, yeah, so. consistent
1: for all of their attendees. And speaking of well-run shows, next week is the Big excitement with the Truck World show in Toronto.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: And uh, so this will be, I think, the show runs every two years. And I think this will be our fifth or sixth time exhibiting. I think it'll be our sixth time. Really? One, two, three, four. This will be six. Oh, boy. We've been around for a long time. We
0: have been. We are aged. We skipped one, too. Did we?
1: Uh, Skip 2010.
0: Oh, I, I can see that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a smaller show. But I show. like
0: Truck World. It's um,
1: Now that we've figured out how to do it, Yeah, we've got a good spot. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's a long show because it's three full days.
0: And you're standing up for it's, so long.
1: Yeah, it's like our version of Mid America. It's long, it's full of everything under the sun, it's noisy. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, I love, I love walking into a show just before it starts or like that afternoon before it opens and everybody's bustling to get it finished. And then that first morning that, I don't know, it's the smell of the cleaners that they have on <laughs> the tires and the chrome and everything, but it has this great feel to it. Like there's so much, um, I don't know, potential energy that's built up there mm. that's about to be unleashed. And then by Saturday I'm just dead and I want to go home. But in between then is a. a well, fun
0: Saturday time. is a busy, busy day. Thursday is a good day for us because we talk to a lot of our partners and customers and, th- and things. And Friday like that. as well. Um, yeah, Saturday is a bit of a. You're just trying to get through it.
1: Well, what I find funny about a show like that is simultaneously, uh, you can have these what feel like long periods where nothing is happening and no one's coming by, no one's talking to you, or it's totally dead. And at the same time, it feels like the whole thing has gone in a blur. Yeah. So we'll, I know that we're going to have points every day. We're like, oh man, I'm so bored. There's nobody around. There's nobody coming by this part of the show, nobody to talk to. And it'll feel like forever until somebody wanders by. But then at the same time, sure enough, on Saturday, when we're coming home, it's gonna be like, wow, that went fast. <laughs> How those two things can happen at the same time, I don't know. But every time it does that. So we've got uh, we've got our booth ready to go. We've and got
0: we're a- also sponsoring the Salute to Women
1: Yes, Salute driver. to Women Behind the Wheel yep. that uh, Women in Trucking puts on with uh, OBAC.
0: And uh, the Women's Trucking Federation of Canada is also involved.
1: Oh, very good. Yeah, so... Very good. So yeah. that'll be on Saturday afternoon. So that'll give us something to do on Saturday mm-hmm. rather than just um, stand, at stand the booth? there and guard our stuff.
0: I'll guard our pens. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, if you leave anything uh, unbolted down, it's gone. It's a bit of a free It's a free freebie. All. Yeah. all
1: the kids that are in there are trying to grab up all the freebies. Yeah. Sometimes they don't realize that these things aren't giveaways. That's the pen <laughs> yeah. I'm using that's
0: right now. That's my
1: pen. <laughs> they rip it out of your hand and yeah. grab your papers and the coffee that's in your hand. Yeah. Because, take anything. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it but, should be fun. Yeah,
1: it'll be fun. It's so.
0: local. I'm just happy I can drive there.
1: Yeah, we go home every night. I know. Although we have nothing scheduled socially for the first time. So we could actually go to, you know, I assume people will be doing social activities Thursday night or Friday night. We've never been able to go to them before, but this time I think we will actually be able to Why haven't to we
0: been able to go to them before? We've had
1: other plans. We've had sort of our own plans and oh. things that we were doing. Um, but this time... It's occurring to me now that we're sort of unbooked right now, which is cool. I mean the the show is kind of creeping up on me because we've had so many other things to do, and I just kind of realized, oh yeah, it's next week. We better make sure all our stuff is ready. But uh, yeah, we can uh, we can actually do some socializing hmm. for the first time. Thursday night is the only time anybody really does socializing because by Friday everybody's too tired at the end of the show. Yeah. So
0: it's a long it's a long day. It's a long long few days. It is a long
1: few days. Yep. But fun and exciting. And now that we've spent 45 minutes, 44 minutes, just talking about all of our adventures around North America, you want to talk about what we're actually doing in the business? um, Or any product stuff? Is there anything exciting to talk about? Oh, yes, there is exciting stuff.
0: There are things that we're working on. There's a lot of course content that's going to be coming out in the next little while. So... I'm working on workplace violence and harassment that should be ready in May. Uh, we're a we've got a a Quebec version of vehicle inspection because Quebec has slightly different rules and that's going to come out in French and English. Uh, English is going to be ready in May and French probably, Uh, closer to the end of uh, the end of may or june and then we have a couple of updates that have been translated so those should be for hours of service french and spanish Hmm. so yeah there's a lot of stuff coming out
1: so we have a lot of stuff that's sort of in progress nearing completion and we're going to be sort of um, cranking them live through late april and through may basically Mm -hmm. Oh, that's nice to see. Yeah, it's it's been weird few months on the product side. And the same thing with the LMS is that we've had a lot of pieces that are sort of in play that we're building and we're assembling different elements, but not quite finished. So we're going to have sort of a a flood of things in the same time frame as well in the May, uh, probably May and June, we're going to have a bunch of new LMS features as well. Um, Plus, in Ontario, the uh, the certification program for long combination vehicles is changing. Um, looks like it's going to be June 1st now, and there's a lot of uh, development changes that we're doing there, updates and fixing things and uh, sort of housekeeping around the code base, but also changing a lot of the workflow. So there's a lot of development happening there. So a lot of things are uh, about to be going live. So we, while we're off... I guess this counts as gallivanting. I was going to
0: say, have we been gallivanting? Been gallivanting
1: around North America. All of the uh, all of the team has been busy at work and getting things finished up.
0: I know. I like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and another thing that we're just about to do uh, is put out um, all of the best fleets' final reports. So, oh, uh, oh,
0: that's right. Yeah. So Tommy has been working on those. Tommy
1: had all of those finished just before he went on vacation, but uh, he's come back and he's given them a final run through. And this week I'll start distributing them to everybody. He so did
0: a little uh, quick trip to Hong Kong. Yeah. Just a little weekend getaway to Hong Kong. I don't know how he does that.
1: Well, it wasn't a weekend, he was there no, for was nine there, days.
0: Yeah, but still, he goes to all of these crazy places. Well, he didn't, know they're not crazy, but uh, he goes to places that.
1: Other people aren't afraid of flying, so it's not inconceivable for them to get on a plane for 12 hours. Okay. Once you get over that part of you, see, it'd be a pretty nice place to go.
0: And you could go with him if you would stay in a hostel. Yeah,
1: I'm not (laughs) staying in a hostel. (laughs) Yeah, this is the thing. The guy flies to Hong Kong and Taipei, uh, for a week long vacation, stays in hostels. So I'm not doing
0: that. Yeah, he, that you're old man. I am. You are.
1: To me, a hostel is a band house. <laughs> it doesn't have a bar attached to it. So I have spent way too many times, way too many nights, staying in band houses, and wondering what these stains originated from. <laughs> <laughs> Or and like on the carpet and
0: okay, you know, that's enough. Burns we we and all, we all know. Kind of stuff. Yes, we know what stains you are referring to.
1: So I will stay in. A Move place on. Stay in an upscale hotel.
0: Okay. Well, you're not doing that with Tommy.
1: Yeah, he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, he's been busy getting his fleet reports uh, out. That'll be happening, and I will be doing the uh, consultations, which is also a fun thing mm-hmm. for all of the best fleets participants that want to r- r- dig into. Uh, where the strengths and weaknesses are and look at some ideas that they can be exploring for the future. That's always I, a fun time.
0: And also, I'm doing a couple of uh, radio things.
1: Oh, Well, nice. one
0: radio, one podcast. Um, I'm not sure when the podcast is going to be out. Probably sometime this summer. But I'm going to be doing a podcast with um, Brand Aware or something like that. Anyway, I can't remember the name. But I'm also doing a tech talk with... with um,
1: Tech Talk with Rob. Yeah, what are you doing? It's Tech
0: Talk with Rob. Okay. You know who I'm talking about, though.
1: No. Which one is this?
0: The TMC, Rob.
1: Oh, Robert Braswell. There
0: we go, Rob Braswell. I'm doing, I'm doing his, I'm going to be a guest on his radio, radio show on Sirius XM.
1: Hmm. Very nice.
0: Yeah. Very he'll, nice. He would probably be really happy that I could remember his name. Mm-hmm his first name oh, that's and I can good. picture him like as I'm saying it I can picture the guy yeah <laughs> could draw him I can't remember <laughs> his last name see that's where my strength lies
1: yes visual
0: and when you know your strengths you have power
1: yes yes and on that note I think we're probably in a good position to wrap it up
0: okay I think the stain conversation was where we should have wrapped it up
1: yeah well <laughs> I'm just thinking of all of the band guys that are spilling their drinks and uh, their hot knives and whatever kind of drug paraphernalia. And that's my experience. So, with that, with that lovely <laughs> thank you everyone. Have a great day.
0: Bye.